Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest, returning guest, is Lisa Barnett, and we will be talking about her newest, her third book, Your Soul Has a Plan, Awaken to Your Life Purpose Through Your Akashic Records. Get ready to take a journey of self-discovery while embracing the path your soul has laid out for you. With the help of the Akashic Record Keepers, receive answers to questions that, until now, have been unanswerable. In each chapter, Lisa shares wisdom from the Akashic Record Keepers, an exercise for reflection, and Akashic Healing Prayers to help you on your life journey. Break free from old patterns, move forward with purpose in understanding your soul plan, and awaken your inner joy. Your soul has a plan, awaken to your life purpose through your Akashic Records, is your personal guide to do so. Is founder and teacher of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, an internationally recognized school where Lisa has taught thousands of students worldwide and has helped to train and certify dozens of Akashic consultants and teachers. Lisa has more than 30 years' experience in the Spiritual Healing Forum and is a master of many healing modalities. Her specialty is in empowering individuals to find greater fulfillment, happiness, abundance, health, and ease by helping them align with their soul path and understand their soul's plan, including soul contracts, karmic patterns, and vows, thereby enabling them to transform with greater ease. For more information, you can visit Lisa's website, which is akashicknowing.com. And that's A-K-A-S-H-I-C, knowing, K-N-O-W-I-N-G, dot com. Akashicknowing.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Lisa to the show. Good day, Lisa. Hi, Robert. It's lovely to be back with you again. Thank you. And, and I, I just I can't believe that it's been five, almost five and a half years since we last spoke. But, uh, <laughs> just, I mean, it seems so long ago. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it's been that long since my second book. I didn't realize there was that much space between. I think there was only two years between book one and book two, you know, and all of a sudden there was uh, – you know, six years almost has flown by, so pretty wild, but I appreciate you inviting me back on your show. Well, you're very welcome. And I, and I do want to let listeners know our, our previous show that was um, From Questioning to Knowing, 73 uh, Prayers to Transform Your Life. And, and the listeners can go to my archives, and I have alphabetically on archives, you know, you'll find your name there, and they can just click on and listen to that show very easily if they'd like to. So just wanted to let them know that. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. So now, 
Boy, let's first start with what inspired you to write this particular book, Your Soul Has a Plan. <laughs> well, the same thing that inspires me, honestly, to write, to have written all three of my books, and there is, you know, are more on the way. I think there's a four and a five already bubbling around. But, you know, it actually is the Akashic Record Keepers that say to me every once in a while, it's time to write another book. And I say, okay, what are we writing? And they literally give me, you know, kind of like the the title or the idea. And so um, it's less self-motivation <laughs> and more <laughs> guidance from the Akashic Records, which, of course, you know, I talk about how important and empowering it is to be able to receive guidance from your own personal Akashic Record and your record keepers. Yes, and, and that is, it's, it's wonderful to have that guidance, and, and uh, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you know, tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, so, so. <laughs> Makes it a little bit yeah. easier in, in a lot of ways, I have to admit, you know, in all honesty, being a human, I, I sometimes am like, really? I'm busy. Do I have to do that now? <laughs> you know? Are you sure? I have other things on my to-do list, but, um, but all good, and... You know, it's yeah. really very much about divine timing. I think that um, yes. what I've noticed is that I actually started this book over two years ago, and so it's not that it took me a lot more time to write it, um, although it did take a little bit more, but, you know, a lot of it was about the timing and when, you know, humanity was ready for the book to come out because, of course, that's part of the um, – the point in the work with working with divine beings of light and, and higher guidance and things like that. It's like, hey, when is the world ready? What's the best time to bring this forward? Things like that, right? So it's not our timing. Yeah. It's more divine. <laughs> it is. And once you recognize that, um, I think it becomes so much, I mean, it, it relieves the pressure. You know, of having to do a book in a particular time, you know, in a particular time frame, you know, meet, meeting certain deadlines, um, it, in the sense that it, um, there needs to be a setup, you know, for, for be, people to be able to receive it, because it's important that the message be received, you know, in, in you know, um, and understood. Right, right, absolutely. And so, you know, I know that, um, especially right now, right, as we're moving into 2023, and, and actually the world is um, holding a higher vibration than it has in thousands and thousands of years, and that more and more people are waking up, you know, more people are kind of having that realization, like, wow, there's more to life than just whatever, going to work and buying a new car every couple of years or planning a vacation. There's there's actually a lot more to the world. And so um, that was, you know, why the record keepers really wanted to bring this work forward at this time to help people realize that we made a plan before we were born, that our life is not random Right, that we are not victims. Even if we have really challenging lives and trauma in our life, 
it's not um, random. We actually said mm-hmm. as a soul, I want to have this experience so that I can learn and grow as a soul, that I can learn and share the wisdom I receive from from that challenge, and possibly you know teach it or share it with other people to help and support them make their path easier. I know there's probably a lot of people out there thinking, I made a plan for this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I really wanted to be here for this. Um, But but like you say, it's it's to grow. It's to grow Mm -hmm. and to be challenged. And and we certainly have. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, but it's interesting. I have to say, Robert, because, of course, you know, I work in the Akashic field daily and have done – probably tens of thousands of Akashic readings for clients. And what I notice, and having done so many readings and been in so many different people's Akashic records, is that um, life was actually a whole lot more challenging and generally harder not that long ago, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so so we have our own challenges, absolutely, but what we're also really here to do is to help raise the vibration of the planet, to actually bring greater balance into the world, balance of all kinds. And so as we raise vibration, bring balance, become more conscious or awakened, then um, we will literally start to create a new earth paradigm. And that's why we came this time. You know, even though it's not as been as easy as maybe we thought it would be, but it's truly about um, being here and creating the new earth, which is so exciting if you think about it in that way. Yes, and and, and there have been monumental um, advances and changes um, in, in in how we live our lives as well as our perception of the life that we live. Um, so let's, for, for listeners who may not have an understanding of the Akashic Record and Akashic Field, can you explain what the Akashic Field is? Of course, of course. Well, let me just, let me do the, uh, the whole general com- the, the explanation. So every person from the moment that you as a soul individuate from source and you go on a journey, which is really what we're all doing and having at the moment, we are on our journey, our infinite journey as really an ancient, infinite, wise soul. So the minute we start going on our journey and, and everything we do, Every life we live, whether we're here on Earth or we're in a different dimension or maybe even on another planet, if you believe in um, in other worlds, the moment you start that journey, everything you do, everything you are, um, is recorded in what we call the Akashic Field. And this energy is, this field of energy is part of the quantum field. It is part of source energy, so it is really part of the all, if you kind of think about it in that bigger unified field of oneness. And so because it's actually stored in in that, in that quantum field of source, then it is actually accessible to us, and um, we can 
do healing work around traumas from other lifetimes, and we can actually reclaim some of the gifts and talents we've had in other lives, other times, um, you know, if you think of it that way. And so everyone has their own Akashic library that we call the Akashic Records, and everyone has a whole set of a half a dozen to a dozen Akashic Record Keepers who are pure, um, be, pure energy, pure beings of light. They've never been human. They don't have any judgment. They don't have any opinions about anything because they're pure source energy. And, um, and so, so we have, you know, we have this library, we have these librarians, and we actually have access to this information. And the reason I'm writing about it now is that we forgot that, literally, for about a thousand years, the energy of the Akashic Record was pulled away from Earth because we misused the information for our own gain. And so the record keepers, our librarians, actually pulled the um, energy away from us. They said, you know, you guys are, are not wise or advanced enough to access it now because you're only accessing it for, um, for your own gain. And so... Um, they actually pulled the Akashic Records away from humanity. So it's not that it's new or it's not that um, it hasn't been here forever. It's just that we only have gained access back into the Akashic Records literally since like the 60s and 70s when when all of the energy on the planet started to shift towards um, a higher vibration moving into this the new age that we're just sticking our toes in that little water of the new age. So lots going on energetically. And, of course, it often shows up as a mess because, you know, <laughs> we have to work through a bunch of old garbage before we get to literally move into and create the new earth. Yeah. So yeah, I want to kind of explore a little bit about the um, record keepers pulling you know, away access. Now, you you mentioned the um, you know the the misuse of the knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't that a judgment in a way um, that uh, you know to just hold it? You know, to um, I mean, because I and this is just curious because you know even in misuse, um, mm-hmm. even in the you know the you know, the dark side of life. Sure, you know, sure. The, the we learn a lot. We learn from that. So right. I, I'm wondering, um, you know, is is that um, – I, I just find it curious that, you know, they would kind of have the power to be able to, mm-hmm. to limit access. Well <laughs> – um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very long conversation, which I'm happy to have, because I think it's fascinating that, um, of course, the record keepers are pure source energy. They really don't mm-hmm. have any judgment. They always say there is no right or wrong or good or bad. We have that belief and that feeling, but they don't judge us and say, oh, you are a bad soul. You get punished, right? There mm-hmm. is no such mm-hmm. thing as that sort of karma that people have been taught about over, you know, hundreds or thousands, really thousands of years. I think there's become a a big um, 
misconception around what karma actually is because it's not a punishment. It's really, again, about our soul growth, and it is about uh, choice. But so the interesting thing, yeah, so that's an interesting question when you say, you know, it's almost like are the record keepers judging us and kind of taking away a toy, you know, like you might <laughs> decide that um, – Yeah, so the interesting way that I'm hearing them answer this, and of course I'm always in the Akashic Records and I have kind of this ongoing conversation with my record keepers and the record keepers of collective groups, right? So um, what they're saying is it would be a little bit more like if a parent – decided to take a computer away from a three-year-old because they decided that that was not benefiting the three-year-old's actual growth, right, and learning Mm -hmm. that they were getting, say, stuck in watching movies or things that were really detrimental to their health, right? And so you might take that that computer that belonged to the the teenage kid and take it away from the three-year-old and go, that's not for you yet, honey, you know. Here, let's play with blocks or, you know, other toys or or learn to start to read some books, right? I'm giving the computer back to your your sibling. Um, and and so it's a bit more like that than about a judgment that we were um, bad, or you know, because we can yeah. use it for our own personal gain. And so the record keepers always say um, to me, and of course I, I, I taught thousands of people around the world to access their own Akashic records, but what they always say is using the Akashic records is really about you being able to be in your integrity. So if you are working in your Akashic records, it's literally all about you. You never go into your records and say, oh, is my, you know, is my spouse cheating on me or is somebody doing, you know, we're not, we're Mm -hmm. not, um, we're not looking into their records to get information. That would be, again, out of integrity. It's about how can I grow, how can I understand um, some of the challenges in my life, maybe see them from a bigger picture. I always say it's kind of like, you know, um, taking a rocket ship up to the moon. You know, the world looks, the planet looks a lot different from up there than it does from down here, right? So, mm-hmm. That's how they explain it. They're okay. they're saying, you know, not not judgment as much as, you know, as kind of wiser, more conscious, awake souls trying to support our soul growth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I can understand that. Now, yes. you, you mentioned that the the record keepers are energy, you know, source energy. Um, is do they and you mentioned that we may have several, you know, different numbering types of record keepers for ourselves. Is this a, a case where they are um, kind of assigned to us, you know, or, um, in a, you know, over lifetimes, you know, or I mean, and, and don't, is their role their um, plan? You know, uh, because, you know, how, how, how do they grow by, you know, focusing on us? Yeah, great question. 
so the way they explain it to me is that, um, and, and I've asked, you know, a very similar question myself a, a long time ago, when they first asked me to help them bring the Akashic information back to humanity. Because when I first started working in the records, you know, 30 years ago, um, they were still, they were not very solidly anchored back on the planet, right? Because they had pulled the energy away. And then they were saying mm-hmm. um, to people like me, will you help us re-anchor it back on Earth? Help bring this wisdom back to humanity, right? People, people need to talk about it. They could move the vibration closer to the Earth. But, but what they, the way they explained it, because of course I said, um, why are you asking me to do that? I'm a, a mom in the suburbs, you know, I'm uh-huh. nobody, right? And uh, why me? And and their answer was because you were one of us. They said hmm. that when a soul first individuates from source, we are just pure source energy. We haven't really learned anything, done anything, gone anywhere, right? It's kind of like a new baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most souls kind of go off on their journey and some souls choose to study, if you look at it that way, in the Akashic Library, which means they go into the Akashic Record, that energy of, of everything, because there's records of, of planets and of science and of different kinds of wisdom and arts and, and of course each Mm -hmm. person has their own library, so there's, you know, billions of libraries plus collective right. libraries. So we can go and start studying some some souls, that, you know, choose that. I want to go study and learn some stuff before I go on my journey. So um, so they're, they're pure source energy. They've never been human. They don't have any of our human judgments or anything like that. They're really here to learn by assisting other souls on their journey. And and that was what they said I had done is I had worked as a record keeper for, you know, there's no time and space in those realms. So for a whatever long time and then and then I chose, like many of the record keepers do, I chose to then I've learned a lot of stuff. I'm going on a journey now. And and off I went and have been a galactic traveler, as the record keepers <laughs> tell me, lived in lots of places, planes and dimensions, different planets, etc. And um, and eventually, of course, uh, came to Earth and have lived on this planet for almost a thousand different lifetimes. So they said, you get it, you know us, you can hear us, and so, you know, you're a great person to help us bring this, this ancient um, empowerment tool back to humanity. Okay. Well, yeah, you know that 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 helps. You know, understand. You know, helps me understand. You know, because um, it seems that you know the when you look at the um, the breadth of experience can be attained. You know, from actual you know experience in. in being incarnated, you know, into a, a particular lifetime, and then those, you know, experiences that one gets, you know, in the um, in the spirit realm. Um, you know, it, to me, it's just that um, I, I just find it fascinating that you know the the idea of you know we are able to learn, you know, in 
each of those environments and that we have something to, you know, we have something that we can experience as well. And, um, you know, it, it just opens up a whole, you know, kind of, um, <laughs> you know, opportunity, you know, for yeah. people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a big, um, exciting world, right? If we start to look <laughs> at the multidimensional reality of, of life, really, and this is, again, really why I... Um, love to share this information because the record keepers always say it is everyone's birthright to have access to their own Akashic records, to remember who they are as an ancient and wise soul, to actually be able to re-experience in some ways some of those past lives so that we can reclaim those gifts. And I'm not saying that we, like, relive them in our head. We don't all jump into, like, a big movie of a past life. But often we, when I teach students, they can um, kind of feel that that past life. And, and they may, you know, if they're clairvoyant, they may have images or they may know what they were doing. And, and it can be tremendously empowering because it gives us that, um, that picture, that idea, that feeling of who else, what we've been, what else we've done, which, um, like, I would say one of the, the things I did when I was first asked by the record keepers to write a book, and I said, you know, who me? I, I can't even spell very well. You know? <laughs> I went to art school, I, you know. I don't have a degree in science at the moment. I went to art school. Um, and so they that's said, when they said right, that's when they said those they just spell check. Yeah, right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and, and seriously. Um, but they said, you know, go back and look at the different lifetimes where you were an author, where you were a published author, where where you could write with ease, all of those kinds of things. So I literally used my Akashic Records to remember and reclaim those past lives where I had been a writer and where I could really feel that truth and get that validation that it was very possible because I hadn't only done it once, I'd done it about a half a dozen times in a half a dozen different lives. So that was very empowering. So one of the questions, um, you know, when, when we incarnate, you know, a lot of times we you know, don't have um, the um, access, you know, or the knowledge, you know, of those past lives, um, you know, maybe not initially. You know, the idea being maybe that they would influence us one way or another, you know, or, or would would maybe be a detriment to the current or current past. Um, right. So what, what, where do you... Where do you and the, the keepers um, stand with the idea of, you know, how past life experiences um, influence the current journey, um, yeah. you know, maybe hindering it or, or helping it? Right. Um, so, uh you know, we are very unique and, again, as I keep saying, we really are ancient souls. 
So if you imagined that you were born with all past life memory, that would be kind of mind-boggling and confusing for a baby, the way we go mm-hmm. through our growth, right? So if you had that kind of access at birth or one or two or three or ten, I mean, really, that would be a little crazy-making, I think. So, I mean, that's basically what the record keepers say. So we come here each lifetime we choose the amnesia, basically, so that we can really be um, kind of pure, right, to learn something new, to not come in with a lot of preconceived ideas and notions and feelings and attitudes and, and all of that. So, um, you know, kind of the, the interesting um thing for me was that I was actually very awake as a child. So at three years old, I realized that I was trapped back in a body and I could remember not past lives, but more the etheric life in between. It's almost like I could Mm -hmm. remember being with two soul family members just before I embodied, right? (laughs) So it could have been a year, it could have been five years, who knows, no time space again in those etheric realms. But I knew that I was back in a body and I wanted to go home. So for me, honestly, kind of helpful, also not no. helpful because that feeling like I don't really want to be here. I don't want to be in a body. I remember how hard and challenging and dense it is down here. I want to be with my buddies in the etheric realm where I don't have to use all these words to explain an idea, <laughs> right? So um, it it was kind of triggering. It was, in the end, as I got much older, uh, a, a good memory to have, if I'm going to be judgmental. You know, it was at that point useful. But as a child, it wasn't particularly useful. So I've actually even had that kind of experience. Like, that, you know, I can imagine if you had a bunch of past life recall, that would be crazy-making. But what the record keepers do say is that as we... Um, mature, and they honestly even say to us, they say, do not open the Akashic Records of anyone under 18 because we don't want to muck about. We don't want to confuse them. We don't want to give them information that they as a human are not ready for. So when I do readings, I never will do a reading for anyone that's under 18 years old. Right? It's they... They need, again, as I was talking about integrity, it's important that the person themselves says, you know, I'm ready for some some information about my soul plan and why did I pick this, you know, abusive family or why did I pick this, you know, addictive family or why did I pick, you know, why did I, how, how would I get so lucky as to pick this lovely family, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's, we need to be ready we need to have a level of consciousness to start to accept the information and ask the questions because the questions are what take us deep into the Akashic Records. Hey, great. Well, we're halfway through the show already, Lisa, so I want to take just a quick break. Um, and then when we return, I want to talk a little bit more about the idea of the soul plan, okay? Mm, absolutely. Okay. okay. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. 
Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special guest is Lisa Barnett, and we're talking about her new book, Your Soul Has a Plan, Awaken to Your Life Purpose Through Your Akashic Records. And again, you can find out more about this book as well as Lisa's other books and services that she has to offer by visiting her website, which is akashicknowing.com. And that's A-K-A-S-H-I-C, knowing.com. Okay, we're back, Lisa. Thanks, yes. <laughs> okay. So, now, does everybody have a soul plan? I would think that jumping into this new life <laughs> would be kind of foolish not to have one. Right? Yeah, so I think it's important for people to understand that it's actually a big deal to come to Earth. You know, I think a lot of times, especially if we're having a challenging life, we feel like it's more of a punishment than a blessing or a gift. And so we often think, you know, this is awful. How did I get stuck with this life or, you know, however we think about it. But um, what the record keepers say is that we actually – really, really look forward to coming back here because it's one of the dimensions where we truly can grow as a soul and have this really physical experience where we don't really have that um, on most other planets or planes or dimensions. And so we look forward to coming. We make a big plan before we embody. We say, you know, these are the gifts I've honed over many different lifetimes that I want to share with humanity. These are some of the lessons I'd still like to learn. I've gotten stuck around some different challenges, so hopefully we can finish that up in this lifetime. And I want to support this person and that person and this person. And um, so we, most of us actually write, I'm going to say, 30 to 50 soul contracts with other people to support them to be in significant partnerships, to have them as parents or children um, or best friends or business partners. We write all of that into the soul plan. And so, you know, it's pretty complicated because we are complicated souls and we live, you know, most of us live 
whatever, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. And so we don't just have one purpose. Most of us have many purposes. And, and that's, you know, I think that's, um, that's just very, because so many people try to think, you know, what is my purpose? You know, there's, right. there's that, 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 uh, you know, that innate search for, you know, what is, and, and many times it, it does, you know, seem that we look for that singular, you know, maybe the ultimate purpose, so to speak, you know, for, for us. But, um, now, when we, um, write these soul contracts with others, uh, obviously it would be, Something that, first of all, we would be doing it with souls that I would think that we maybe had um, previous contact with or previous interaction with. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay. And um, what if the plan goes amok? <laughs> what if, right? When does it not somewhat go amok, right? So, um, so, so a couple, couple things, um, are coming up as you're, as you're saying all of that. One, literally the reason that the record keepers wanted, um, me to channel and bring through this book now is that they really kind of, they want to bust the myth that each person has a purpose because it's not helpful really for most of us when we walk around thinking, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. And then we're thinking, it can't be this corporate job. It can't be this or that. And the funny thing is, is that the truth is many of the things that we do with ease, right? Many of our gifts and talents, which actually already show up in us innately, are part of our purposes, right? Often being a parent is part of your purpose for some people, and not being a parent is someone else's purpose because some people want to be kind of the mother of all, not the mother of one or two or three or four. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people with soul contracts to help to um, anchor and and really bring forth a greater divine feminine energy on the planet. We're trying to rebalance divine feminine, divine masculine, because male-female energy has been out of balance for the last three or 4,000 years. And so that's a huge purpose. That is a collective purpose. And yet... Um, even if you have that sole contract as part of your purposes, it's a piece, right? And so that might be that you may be working on um, bringing greater equality into the business world or someone else mm -hmm. may be working on bringing um, uh, greater equality into their marriage or, um, you know, or, or – energetically, right, within ourselves, because everyone has a masculine energy channel and a feminine energy channel in your body. Everyone, man and women, both have masculine and feminine energy channels in our bodies, right? Um, and mm -hmm. so those are big purposes, and yet, mm -hmm. you know, that's an aspect or maybe a part that you see 
running, once you realize that maybe your purpose is to help balance divine masculine and divine feminine, you may be like, oh, I see how I've done that in my marriage, and I see how I've done that at work, and I see how I'm, you know, kind of working on bringing greater balance, right, in my own body. Because, you know, interestingly, when we start to look at these bigger pictures, uh, corporate America, women have stepped into being very masculine often to fit into, say, the corporate world. And mm-hmm. so when we start to realize that and realize part of my contract is to help balance masculine feminine, I'm going to say, oh, I'm not going to work in the corporate world in the way where I'm wearing a man's business suit like we mm-hmm. did a lot of in the 80s, 90s, and probably even in 2000 where women were dressed in, in suits kind of emulating men, right? It's like mm-hmm. I'm here to bring the feminine and the balance and the creativity and the compassion and the kindness and the gentleness um, that is more natural to women, to the divine feminine. I'm I'm here to actually bring more of that into the corporate world. So you may have a purpose of balancing divine masculine, divine feminine um, energies, and that purpose may show up while you're working in the corporate world, and you may be judging the fact that you can't be on your sole purpose if you're working in the corporate world, but you're actually mistaken because you are doing your purpose in the corporate world. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's much more complicated than we think. We often, you know, kind of expect we, well, if I'm on purpose, I must be a healer with a healing center or I must be a teacher or a speaker, right? Which is not really true. It's not the way the world really works. Yeah. Well, you might be on purpose for a couple things of of the intent, of purposes, you know, but then some of them, you know, might be, you know, still... Um, challenging in, in some ways. Well, right, and and some of them are are often more maybe mundane than we think a purpose should be, right? Like helping mm-hmm. balance male female energies in the corporate world may seem very mundane to us. I know I've I've worked with uh, you know different different people who have been in the corporate world, who are lawyers, doctors. Um, you know, CEOs, CFOs, it's, you know, a lot of people are interested in having their Akashic Records read or taking a workshop with me. Mm-hmm. And, and But often they'll have that same kind of idea that, oh, I'm trying to find my purpose even though I'm a CFO. I don't know that that's my purpose. But it's a big piece of their purpose. That doesn't mean that they won't complete that piece at some time and go off and do something else. Another part of their act of their purpose, and in the same um, at the same time, they are often you know in some relationship, possibly parents or you know in that kind of relationship, all of which are part of um, their purpose is they may be speaking to groups and and helping to bring um, you know greater equality into their into their business into their business world right so we are complicated and we do things much more subtle ways than we're often recognizing until now. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, now, earlier we, we kind of touched a little bit on, on karma. I, you know, you indicated earlier that, you know, karma 
is sometimes perceived as as punishment, but it's not. So can you tell us a little bit about karma and karmic patterns and how they impact us? Yes, absolutely. So because we are really ancient souls and because we've lived in all sorts of other kinds of places and dimensions, often that have not been um, as physical as this world, although some of them are plenty physical. Um, but, we again, we want to really kind of get what goes on with humans because we have these emotions and we have wars going on on our planet and we have a lot of, you know, judgment and righteousness and, and perfectionism and just all sorts mm-hmm. of things, right? We have a lot of low mm-hmm. vibrational energies around the shame right. and the blame and the guilt. And so we come in and we're like, I want to learn more about that. I want to understand it better. I want to really kind of complete possibly that learning around um, around judgment or around lack of forgiveness or, you know, anger or, um, mm-hmm. you know, being mean, right? So we literally decide to set our life up so that we have those experiences and that we get triggered to hopefully desire to learn more and to end some of those patterns. And so, you know, if you imagine you're saying, I want to learn about, um, you know, I want to learn about forgiveness, I want to learn about compassion and love and be able to be that in the world instead of that last life where I was a um, an angry, mean person. Um, so we we end up choosing to be born into, say, a family where there are issues. And sometimes we are born into um, a, a family where there's a lot of abuse. It may be physical abuse or sexual abuse, but it's certainly more than enough to trigger kind of this um, uh, anger and hatred or, you know, feeling like a victim and, all, you know, all of these kind of emotions mm-hmm. that will come out of a, of a trauma like that. And then many of us say, okay, I'm not going to hang on to this because this is poisoning me. This is killing me. I am going to forgive that person. I know that person is more than just that terrible person. I know that that person is also always an infinite soul. We are always part of source, so we all all have to be light, no matter how dark we're showing up. And so we do a lot of work, and for some people that might take a lifetime to work through the forgiveness aspect and forgive that person for for the trauma that they inflicted on us, for that um, abuse that was in our lifetime. And when we can do that, when we can be the forgiveness, when we can actually move into a place of of compassion for another soul and um, forgive, then we have learned one of the hugest lessons on the planet and the more of us who do that, and, and I'm going to say that the record keepers tell us that, that there are hundreds of thousands, probably millions really, 
of souls on the planet who are collectively working on ending abuse in our world, abuse through human, for humanity. And the way we do that is by ending it in our life, right? We end, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be an abusive parent to my child because my parent was an abusive parent to me, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going to pass that on. As we know, often um, things like abuse are very um uh, passed down from from parent to child, and so we step into that family lineage, into that ancestral lineage, and we say the buck stops here. I'm going to stop that. I am going to be a kind and a loving, supportive, caring parent. That abuse ends with me, and so the more of us who are out there doing that, the more abuse is collectively ending. Um, in families around the world, the more the healing we do for ourselves, the more that energy ripples out and heals others, right? And the more we are actually able to share um, the wisdom that we've learned. Sometimes people go out there and they they become teachers of something like Ho'oponopono about forgiveness or they um, they become a therapist and work with people who have um, suffered from abuse in their childhood. And so it's a huge collective um, contract and purpose. They're not always uh, one or the other. Um, and and so it's it's a, a great work that is going on on the planet and and I'm always so grateful for all the light workers who have stepped into that um, that collective contract to to end this old energy of abuse and violence in our in our world. So you know there we do very interesting things and we don't step in there as a punishment. We step in there really to help heal humanity. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's good, and, and it sheds um, a different perspective on the idea of, of a karmic pattern. You know, it was the intent of healing some kind of um, hurt, you know, that that may have occurred. Um, now, as I as I mentioned in the introduction, in each chapter, you um, provide um, an exercise. You know, information from the Akashic Record Keepers, an exercise for reflection, and an Akashic Healing Prayer. So can you tell us, you know, about the ideas of the exercises, kind of what the exercises, the intent of the exercises are, and then the prayer? Absolutely. So um, what the Record Keepers suggested is that they really wanted us to make this book um healing, right, to have the exercises mm-hmm. so people don't just kind of read it and forget it, right? At the end of each chapter, you can reflect, how does that affect me? Where do I have that in my life? You know, how can I relate to that? So, you know, one of um, uh, one of the chapters is about relationships and um, soul contracts. And so, some of those exercises for reflection were, were you born into a family that told you um, 
that you live in a fantasy world, that you're making things up, that there's no such thing as angels, you know. Did you were you raised by people who who told you that you were that you were stupid, that you weren't ever going to end, you know, um, amount to anything? You know, what kind of childhood did you have? What kind of um, challenges and and things were said in your family that may still really be affecting you now? And so as we can reflect on some of that and realize that some of our feelings of unworthiness are stemming from a parent who treated us like we were stupid or sometimes it was teachers that told us we weren't going to amount to anything because we were always getting um, C's or D's in school or um, right different different kinds mm-hmm. of experiences. And then... Um, and then there are the prayer for healing family relationships, a prayer for healing abuse, and a prayer for um, worthiness of unique self. And so we can start to realize and remember a little bit of um, some of the things that have happened to us in our life and and bring some of that up to be cleared with the three prayers um, that follow. Okay. So I've done that with well, each, yeah, yeah. each chapter. Well, that's good, you know, and, and I appreciate when um, I'm learning something, uh, I appreciate the ways of applying that knowledge, you know, to, to my everyday life. And, you know, and, you know, when you were talking about records and record keepers and different dimensions, you know, sometimes it can get um, – it can make you one make one wonder. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what does this have to do with you know me here now? Kind of thing. And uh, but that, but I think it's just important to recognize that you know there are ways of applying it, you know, to our our current journey and making it um, you know a better life, a better life experience. Right. Absolutely. And that's really the point of this book. So even um, when I was uh, kind of downloading the. Uh, the chapter titles, you know, the record keepers were like, um, you know, why am I here equals your soul's plan, right? Relationships, our relationships equal our soul contracts. So people can start to understand, you know, completed Mm -hmm. karma equals your soul's growth. And that's why gifts and talents equal your purpose. And so, you know, we often use – a variety of different words, and I think a lot of people think, oh, the Akashic Records, that's like so weird, woo-woo, whatever. But the truth is, is because you wrote a plan, the more you can understand about your soul's plan, about the challenges in your life and why they're there, the easier it is for us to kind of see um, the world from kind of a higher uh vibrational place or even, you know, like I say, a higher level. Like when you're standing um, in a, on a 20th, uh, the 20th floor of an office building or something and you're looking down, you know, it can look, you look out over the city, maybe you have a nice view, everything looks great. You know, it's a lot different than when you're, when you're trying to cross the street in New York and the, the horns are blaring and, you know, uh-huh. people are crushing you and, right? So you get a different perspective when you move into a higher view. 
And really, mm-hmm. that's what the records is, the Akashic Records are giving you, a kind of higher view of your life, a bigger, broader understanding, and a picture of who you truly are as, as an infinite soul with many, many experiences. And we have soul family members that we write contracts with to support us, and we're here to support them. So we actually write into also our soul's plan some of those very supportive, loving um, contracts so that we have that also. So, you know, it's good to know that we that we have these support um, contracts also, not just the the trauma or the karma or the challenges, right? We do want to learn and grow, but we want to learn and grow and share that wisdom as some of our talents or some of our gifts and help other people and support people from our soul family and loved ones. And so um, it's, it's actually a very lovely way and supportive way to see your life, even the challenges and the traumas of your life. Absolutely. Well, gosh, we're almost down toward the end of the show, Lisa. So what advice would you give someone who may be interested in exploring their Akashic records? Well, you know, I would say that this book, Your Soul Has a Plan, is a perfect place to start. And if you do go to my website at akashicknowing.com, you will see right at the top that you can get four free gifts. There's even um, a webinar, a master class webinar with some healing tools. There is the prayers of abundance in an ebook. There is a um, downloadable meditation to keep you guided, guarded, and protected. Um, and there's also a 30-day free um, membership to a beautiful positivity program where I've also created um, a video to help you rewire your brain for positivity. So those four free gifts are available on my website when you purchase the book. So right now, um, reading the book is a fabulous way to start, and downloading those four free gifts when you purchase the book is, you know, just adding a lot more support. And, of course, I do Akashic Record readings that you'll also um, see on my website under consultations, and I have an online live Akashic Record workshop starting on February 27th, and um, you can join that anywhere in the world if you are called to learn to access your own Akashic Record so that you can have this very deep, profound empowerment tool for yourself every day. So. You'll find all of that, the book, the Akashic Record Workshop starting February 27th, and, of course, Akashic Record Readings, Consultations, and Healings, all on my website. Great. Well, thank you, Lisa, and I look forward to talking with you about Book 4 and 5 whenever the keepers feel the time is right. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Robert. I appreciate you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's my pleasure as well. So, again, everyone, today my special guest has been Lisa Barnett. We've been talking about her new book, Your Soul Has a Plan, Awaken to Your Life Purpose Through Your Akashic Records. And, again, as she mentioned, you can get uh, find out more um, and get some free gifts and tools by visiting her website, which is com, and that's A-K-A-S. 
H-I-C-Knowing.com. Everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.